everyone, my name is Esther Elias, co-host of Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. We have my co-host Anthony Toma today. We also have Netta Kanaya, who works with Beaumont Health as a nurse practitioner. So we'd love to hear, first of all, how did you hear about the show and who wanted you to get on? So I'm not going to take the credit. My son is a, my son is 18 years old and he is a very, um, he watches your show all the time. And he was like, mom, go on. They're all cool right. show. They're cool. You have to go on their show. So that's why I'm here, actually. Anthony, 18-year-olds think we're cool. Hey, that's cool. That's amazing. So we wanted to just bring you on and share your story about um, not only are you a nurse practitioner, but you also are in the palliative care um, field. So just want to share your story about what inspired you to get into the health field. Um, you, I was actually, I had a bachelor's in finance. So I first started with business administration and I felt like I needed more and I needed to do more to help people, help our community. So I started with nursing school and I worked as a nurse for almost 10 years at St. John and um, it just inspired me to get more education, of course. But um, I became a nurse practitioner and I've been working with Troy Beaumont for almost seven years now with the palliative care team. Um, I just wanted to do something more um, to help people. I work with our community a lot um, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something important. Um, so that's what inspired me is helping people. That's amazing. What could be more important than helping somebody through the process mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. uh, a, a serious disease? Mm -hmm. It's it's a privilege to me. My job, I, I really do truly love my job. I know it sounds weird because yeah. I deal with a lot of end of life. True. But it's a privilege when I get invited to s someone's bedside with, with at the worst time of their life and they're telling me, about their story, um, they're telling me about like back home, what happened, how they came here. It's it's a privilege. I do think it's an honor to be with, especially taking care of uh, our patients. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. This takes a special person. We appreciate okay. you coming on and sharing this, uh, you know, beautiful program with with our viewers. Why don't you go into a little bit more about the program and how it works sure. and what it offers and and how it will actually help people sure. make that the, these very difficult decisions. Yeah. So there's a lot of programs in the hospital that most people don't know about that exists. So mm -hmm. for example, palliative care. Palliative care is a service in the hospital and we, ha we have outpatient services as well. So, um, so any person that has chronic disease can qualify for palliative care. So we usually get asked to, inpatient, we get asked to see patients. Um, we don't just come in. You have to have a consult mm -hmm. uh, from the physician. So we usually come in um, with patients with chronic disease like heart disease, lung disease, cancer, dementia, any kind of chronic disease. So when we meet with the patient and the family, they're able to. So we try to figure out based on what's happening with the patient medically, we help with whatever their goals are. Um, we give them options. We help with, uh, we involve their spiritual care. We involve social work for emotional support. We involve the family a lot too. We don't view the patient just as a disease. Uh, we explain what's happening with them medically and base our, base our um, recommendation on what patient's goals are because not everybody's the same. Um, we offer help with advanced directives too. We help with filling the advanced directives also. Uh, and we also help with having these tough discussions such as code status, um, prognosis, things like that. We help with those discussions as well. That's 
How's that? How do you do that? Like, how do you comfort somebody into being able to talk about something like that and discussing kind of the, the, the inevitable at, at, at this point? So we're trained really, like we get trained for having these tough discussions. We um, do a lot, like we, we meet the patient where they're at. Mm -hmm. So you have to be basically able to read the room to understand what the patient's understanding is, um, where if they're ready to have those discussions actually sure. as well. Uh, we involve, like if it's a cancer patient, we work with the oncology team, we go in as a team as well um, and talk about what's going on and the prognosis. And we deliver it in a, you can't just say, oh, you're dying, that's a, or yeah, something's yeah. happening, or you have cancer. It, there's ways to help the patient understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it helps with me, with our Chaldean patients, it helps that I speak the language. Because you're the, mm -hmm. it's located in Troy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, actually, most uh, almost all hospitals do have a, a palliative care program. Mm -hmm. They have to have that. But most people don't know about it, or sometimes people associate it with hospice. So there's mm -hmm. like a like a taboo. Uh, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like you're almost giving up and, mm -hmm. and throwing yes. your hands yeah. up and yeah. leaving it. Uh, obviously, we're always leaving our lives mm -hmm. in God's hands. Of course. But, you know, that this is something that. You talked about that beforehand, it was not just for people that are uh, in a dire straits. No, it's any chronic disease, even in the beginning of, let's say for congestive heart failure, in the beginning of the disease process. We can mm -hmm. help walk you through the process, prepare you for thing, th certain things. I mean, just talking about it, it doesn't mean, you know, you're wishing right right yeah so we prepare you and we prepare your family so in that like you're not surprised when you're in stage four mm -hmm. so um that it's just walking you through the process and advocate advocating for you what are some of the decisions that someone has to make or someone else has to make on behalf of someone and when does that so the main things on? like for that we families make decisions about that they have a hard time from what i experienced especially mm -hmm. with our culture is end of life um, yeah. CPR, for example, being on the ventilator, it's really hard decision to make, uh, to take them off the ventilator. Sure. Uh, sometimes we don't understand what we're signing up for. Or like feeding tubes. Um, feeding tubes are helpful in certain situations, uh -huh. but not like, for example, dementia patients. So there's other things we should talk about and discuss. Just because we go to a hospital that and we get offered things it doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial for us right right uh, so it depends on the situation even a ventilator in certain situation is helpful in certain situations might not be so having these discussions in advance is important having them actually preferably to have these discussions especially advanced directive with your physician your primary care doctor not waiting till you're in an acute situation and you're trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, like if you, if I'm in an acute situation, I'm, I might not make the right decision. Right. Do you want to so. tell us a little bit about um, sure. this advanced directive? Sure. I know we were kind of discussing it prior. So advanced directive is uh, a document. It's a legal document. It says what your medical wishes, what your <laughs> medical wishes are in case of an emergency. Um, it identifies also like someone that would speak for you in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. We don't use it unless we, you're not able to speak for yourself. So it will talk about your wishes in case of, you know, your medical wishes if, for example, if, you know, you're not able to speak for yourself and, it, and what you would want with, in case, do you want CPR? Do you want a ventilator? Do you want 
feeding tube. You can be as specific as you want. The main one is identifying someone to speak for you. Mm -hmm. Someone that would honor your wishes. Someone that, because this is all about you. Um, it, a lot, all the hospitals do have advanced directive uh, help as well. And these are free. Um, you can actually go to a lawyer and get them, but these are free in the hospital. Uh, and they have people that can help you. And you need two people to witness it mm -hmm. that are non-family members oh, or wow. medical staff. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a legal document. Um, and it goes into your record in the hospital. Your physician's office should have a copy as well. And your um, you should keep the original copy, of course. And your advocate should, should agree. As, they have to agree, actually, to be your advocate and to be able to make those decisions in case of an emergency. Um, and you should give a document, a copy to your um, healthcare advocate as well, and your family, just so they can they know who's going to be speaking for you. So when you say choose someone, is this usually a family member you're choosing? You can choose anyone who you want. Usually it's a family member. Okay. Yeah, like, but you can choose a friend. You can, we have a lot of family members. Yeah, so like, yeah, you know, we're lucky. We're yeah, yeah. So some some situations, some patients that I have, yeah. they have no family members, no children. Mm -hmm. They would choose a neighbor, a pastor. So I've seen even a priest be a advocate. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh. You have such an important role. Oh, thank you. It really is. I, I mean, it, in our situation with my mom's situation, mm -hmm. you know, the doctor kind of walked us through, and my sister, God bless her, she's just such a such a rock at the time where mm -hmm. she kind of handled everything, and she made sure that you know all the eyes were dotted and the T's were crossed. It was uh, she was a big help there, and so we kind of compared this to a to a trust yes. or a... Um, I would call it like a living will. A living will, uh, okay. Or, um, so it, that's what I would call it, a living will. Or, so, so in a living will, these questions are asked, right? Yes. So what's the difference? Like what, what would take precedence or do, do they work together? Um, they're both the same. I think it's a living will and an advanced care planning is the same. It's when you're alive, what you want. Mm -hmm. So when we plan, like when we have our trust or um, our well, it's after we pass away. Mm -hmm. um, this one is when we're alive, what we want. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. We, we talk about wh where we want to be buried, for example. I know it's kind of... It's okay, right that's part of life. Um, we talk about what, where we want, our, you know, everything else that when we pass away. But we don't talk about what we want in case of something happens. Yeah. I have an advanced directive, not because I have a chronic disease. It's because if, God forbid, I get into a car accident... Yeah. I want him to know who's going to be my advocate. Wow. For example, my husband is not comfortable with being my advocate. Yeah. He's not comfortable with my decisions. Mm -hmm. So my son is my advocate. Your son sounds so, like a big fan <laughs> yes. of you. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So it's, um, you have to also, it's like almost a gift to your family to make, to give them this guide to have, yeah. it's hard to make these decisions, especially if it's, or your parents or anything mm -hmm. like that, like you said, your sister, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. So at least it will be your family's guide or it would be my guide for my son. He's not making my decisions. For sure. And you've got, you've, you guys have discussed it and laid it all out. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it's, it's, so it's not just for, and just so it's clear to the sure. audience, it's Absolutely. not just for someone with a chronic disease. Absolutely. It's for anyone yeah. yes. 18 yeah. and up. And 18 and up. I mean, COVID in the last two years was a great uh, example of how things can change mm -hmm. in, a, 
in a minute. So I yeah. think it's um, important to have a guide to the family. I, I really like, I, I'm a big advocate of this, gotcha. advanced care planning. That's amazing. Um, what was I going to ask you? So, yeah, so it's basically like an insurance. Like if Absolutely. something happens, mm -hmm. this is what like we like want yeah. done. Yeah, it's your guidance and what meaning, what living well means to you, what you want in case something were to happen. That's it's your guidance. I'm I always want to be in control of what happens to me. Mm -hmm. So that's basically also my guidance. That's amazing. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, does being in this industry like change your appreciation for life and health? Absolutely. I think it makes you appreciate um, death. Is I know we don't talk about death yeah. in our culture, but it's a great teacher. It's a great um, example of how, you know, life is too short. You yeah. never know. We don't have any control of what God wants. Mm -hmm. We try. We, we're humans. We try to like uh, control and yeah. or prevent things, but it's always in his hand and life is too short. So appreciating life and uh, and living life to the fullest and appreciating family. True. That's important. Like and telling them how much you love them, telling, talking to your family and, you know, other things don't matter, honestly. So true. I'm sure you learn that like yeah. every day at yeah. work. It's yeah. a reminder. Most of my patients, like the worst thing is to sit and have regrets at end of life. Oh. So it's that's oh, the, the saddest part of like when you talk to patients and they're, they have regrets. And it's mostly like not telling, not spending time with family wow. or not telling their loved one uh, they love them or they work too much or they did, you know. These are great reminders for our mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. Sure. Is that the most common is just wishing they spent more time with family or were closer? Because yeah. I know it's com sadly common in our community for people to not talk or yeah. be in fights yes. for decades. Yes. Yeah, is yeah. that does that come up a lot? Yes, we've seen that too. And it I we I think it doesn't once someone is sick, what I love about our community, we do fight, we're loud and we're yeah. but when what I see what makes me happy is to see how many people show up for you. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they, they'll come and visit you. They'll be there for you. And it still brings people. I know it's disease does bring people together, I think. Um, sometimes I know it's worse situation, but it, you see them all together. They forget whatever happened in mm -hmm. the past. So yeah. I, I see that and I see the opposite, too. But I, I really love how our community yes. supports each other because we see we most we see patients that no one visits. So it's mm -hmm. it's so sad. No, I think our community is incredible. Like even my mom was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Someone um, that she worked with at a liquor store thirty years prior came and visited her, and I'm uh, just like, our community I love is that. like, I'll I love always that. remember that because it was so random, yeah. you know. No, our community is incredible, and I do feel so bad when people don't yeah. have, and mm -hmm. they're lucky to see your smiling Aww, face. Yeah. yeah, they they get happy when I speak Surat to them, Aww. so they do get happy. So I feel bad. Some some of them are like elderly and they don't understand the language and it's scary to be in a hospital with all the noises and everybody coming in and poking and prodding and you don't understand it's very lonely and scary so and especially the last with with the limitations with covid oh, yeah. and oh, no that visitation was, that was that terrible was it was terrible also to do our job as well yeah, so for others out there that want to kind of follow in your footsteps and sure. you know share in the joy that you you share when you when you go home <laughs> Um, what was your path to, to getting to that this point? Is and is there you have a medical background? So I I went to nursing school. So okay. for a nurse practitioner, you have to be a um, 
nurse first, have okay. a bachelor's in nursing, and then I got my master's in nursing. Um, it, I, we can, I can help if you guys, if they, if they want. I'm on on Beaumont's website too. If if you need, um, my email is netakinaya two at beaumont.org. You can okay. email me. Uh, I'll help with mentoring. I'm also part of the Chaldean Health Association. Okay. A Chaldean uh, CAP. Associate professionals. Yeah. So we're a group of health professionals that we help also mentor. We have um, events as well. So if that's another great source for mentoring, not just me. There's a lot of Chaldean yeah. health professionals. Chaldean health professionals. Okay. So that's a helpful website too. And if anyone needs help, I take students. I take you know. We also uh, mentors. Like we also do take residents as well so mm -hmm. they spend about a month with us so these conversations are hard to, uh, to have so mm -hmm. we help with those too okay and so they'll they need to be a nurse first yes for a master's in nursing but okay. there's well, pas you pas usually you don't have to have a nursing background you can mm -hmm. have a business background and go to pa school so it's also a master's and it's kind of like the same job we do okay yeah that's very cool and so uh, you mentioned your son twice, but you never mentioned his name. Uh, my son is Jacob. Okay. <laughs> he, I mean, he came here to su support you. Uh, yeah. and he's, he's behind the scenes right uh, now. <laughs> That's so sweet. We can see him. So what, um, what was I going to ask you? Just being in the health field, I'm sure, and also seeing people kind of end of life, does that also change your perspective on your health and your daily choices? Yes. Um, it makes me, um, so I, I try to make sure that we're take care of our health especially like even maintaining like screening for our our, our community so so scared of screening like colonoscopy. Me included. Yeah. Yeah. i mean even colonoscopy or breast exam like for especially breast cancer yeah. in our community is a lot as uh, colon cancer i see a lot okay. with our uh, so community mm -hmm. so it all these things we can help catch them in advance if we do some of the screenings are is recommended so I, I think screening is important. I think eating healthy is important. Um, a lot of our food is healthy, but some of it is it's not. It's the amount. Yeah, <laughs> the amount. So, and just meant like, you know, physical health is important too. And following, you know, following up with doctors, at least like going for once a year for yeah. exam, for, for a yearly checkup. So that's important too. Yeah. What do you see most in our community as like the chronic illnesses um we see a lot of copd we see a lot of i see a lot of lung cancer uh colon cancer as well um we see chf diabetes is a big thing in our community uh what's copd uh kind of construct uh, oh my god pulmonary that's okay pump heart yeah uh, it's a lung disease oh wow okay. i'm sorry no that's okay i've never heard of it yeah so it's common in our community yeah. We're apparently there's she lung <laughs> Sorry, your lung stopped when you were saying it. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Okay, so lung issues. Yes. Um, diabetes, I know. Mm -hmm. Colon cancer seems to be big. Sadly, yeah. I've known a few people mm -hmm. young, like 30s yeah. in our community mm -hmm. had it. Um, and then heart. And that's real. And the colon cancer, when I speak, when I talk to some of the oncologists, it's probably related to a lot of it's related to our diet and stuff too. Is so. It? And I don't know if it's related to 
coming from back home and exposure to any chemicals um, oh, through the war and stuff too. So we've had these discussions yeah. a lot too with the oncologist. So you recommend people get like, like women get mammograms and people get mm. colonoscopies. What else can they, I'm sure you're not a fan of smoking. No, of course, yeah. <laughs> My director is a pulmonologist, so he hates, he tells everybody really? about not smoking and um, he's a big advocate on not no smoking. hookah, no vaping. Uh, hookah especially, yes. <laughs> Darn. Especially, hookah. it's actually more. It's um, uh, worse on the lungs than smoking because it's, you're directly there's no filtration or anything mm. like that, and it's directly going. You're smoking about hundred cigarettes, I think, for each. Oh book. Jesus! I don't. I saw that because I'm a fan of yeah, hookah. I don't yeah. know if I want to well, believe well, it. The, well, the charcoal is tart. Like yeah. that's going into your lungs too. So there is studies. I think Michigan State did. Um, or U of M did studies about hookah. I think okay, let's create a healthier yeah. hookah then. <laughs> I mean, you're straight up burning th yes, three coals yeah, and yeah. You're, you're burning them right into mm -hmm. your lungs. I know. Going through a little yes. bit of water. So, I, I don't do it often, but I'm not going to say I never do. <laughs> um, so, okay, so those are like the four or five top things that mm -hmm. you see. Like people have like the most chronic yep. issues with. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll have one last question or two last questions for you. Sure. What would you say is the best part of your job and the, mo the most challenging part of your job? So the best part of my job is um, when I, I've had such amazing stories from, I'm just gonna talk about our Chaldean patients yeah. because it's a Chaldean show. Um, I've had the privilege to meet some of the most amazing Chaldean people that had such great stories, such struggles from um, coming from back home and dealing with all the things that they've dealt with, I've learned a lot from them. Um, the worst part of my job is we have the taboo topping topping in our topic in our culture is talking about end of life, yeah. and it's really hard sometimes to talk about it um, with our people. So that's the worst part about it. Um, yeah. Just the emotions yes, that you get the from emotions, it. Yeah. No, it is really hard. We talked on one of our last episodes about how like it should be celebrated mm -hmm. and we want to like kind of change that direction of like death should be more celebrated, you know, mm -hmm. about that person's life and what they were able yeah. to do and just like more gratitude yeah. perspective. Absolutely. But sure. In the moment, it's always yeah. a freak out. Or we sometimes try to limit our, in our culture, sometimes we try to limit our people from knowing what's happening and thinking like we're protecting them. Mm -hmm. Especially True. when we hide the prognosis, it, it's very frustrating part of wow. my job. When that, we that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Like yeah. they don't tell people. Yeah. They don't yeah. tell like. They don't tell the person. Yeah, too. yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. how can the per how can you treat ethically someone with chemo and they don't know they have cancer? How is that legal? Yeah. I've seen that sometimes. It's a Chaldean we, thing. It's a Chaldean thing. It's <laughs> and I struggle a lot with our people with that, and yeah. I refuse to do that. So I. Do you don't think there's a benefit of someone like the ignorance is bliss type of thing? No, I think it's taking away someone's autonomy. So they should be able to make their True. own decisions. They should be. They should know what's going on. And even if it's that, we feel like sometimes I get a lot of uh, families Sick. saying that, oh, she's going to give up and die. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. it's the disease that's going to kill the patient. Yeah. Maybe she wants to reconcile with someone. Maybe oh, she wants the her last rites. Yeah. Maybe she wants to confess. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you can't maybe take she, that away from she, Yeah, maybe yeah. she wants to talk, say something yeah. to someone that she's wow. been yeah. waiting for this moment yeah. to do. So before you go down that road and ask that final question, yeah. Do you want to speak to the the people that don't speak English and kind of say something in Surat just to kind of 
oh, uh, give a summary of what we just talked about and what they should look for? Um, so, nurse practitioner palliative care. Let then show my palliative care sort of so service بقعد مستشفى كدوخ كم ساعدوخ أي مريضة كاويل أمراض مزمنة سو كعينوخ لوخو بقعد ميلا أهداف تيوخو محكوخ موخو بأهداف تيوخو محكوخ ما كعينوخ لوخو ما كعزوت ببيتها همينا إيثن إيثن من دعنا همينا كعينوخ لوخو دمالوتو لابا أوراق ديلا مهمة خواتد مثلا قروخ لأدفينس دوركتف آي إلى وراقة كاميرا ماك ماني محكى ماني بتاع وكيل دي يوخو إن كيس اوف امرجنسي كود كاو خمندي امرجنسي سو آي وكيل دي يوخو بدامر همينا بتاع شما دي وكيل كي بتاع بعائلة لو تاو همينا صديق لو تاو أي ماني كيبوتو أخدو كيبوتو تاو وكيل دي يوخو أث وراقة لكو عزخلة إلا كود ليبوخو المحكوتو أخدو بتاعلا بتوي also بدم يبأخذ دمرتو مع كيبوتو مثلاً لهاد العوث كود كيب يعني كودك حامل لبا مع كيبوتو كيبوتو داروخ المكان قدن من داني كيبوتو انبوبد إخالة سو كله أن من داني يبأخذ كثوتو لابقاود أي وراقة شمال بانس دوركتف إيثن ويبسايد بقاود بومانت كله مستشفيات إتا إلي ويبسايد إيثن أوراق بعربي همينا كيبوتو لا إيثن ثمانية لغات بس إيثن أغلاب عربي همينا وإيثن إيثن رقم همينا إبا مساعدين مساعدي لوخو محكاموخو بدمري لوخو دخمالوتو لا أي كله يلب بلاش مستشفى همينا كمالا لبلاش وإيبوخو همينا دكاتر ديوخو دمري محكاموخو دمري لوخو مالا لأموخو بس sometimes يعني كمترجي لوخو إلا أولوخو أي سؤال يبوخو مخبروتو إنو مستشفى عاني بيدعين النوخو عانا بس كبالخان المستشفى so Other than that, could cover to Barai Mustashwa, Ethan Rakam Dem Khabrutu on Bomantar Org. Thank you. Amazing. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So beautiful. You want to ask the question? Okay, so when we close out every episode, we ask, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Everything. Everything. It's my pride, it's my family, it's my history. I'm very proud of our history and I'm proud of what we accomplished here, even here, and what we've accomplished back home. Um, it's my pride. Yeah, good. Great answer. Well, we thanks know who for to joining call. us. Yeah. And we're yeah. in these situations, I'm already like, wow, I'm so glad I know you, because oh, I'm gonna anytime. request anytime. you if oh. anything happens. So. Anytime, as long as the family's not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, yeah. maybe no, you won't want mine. Too crazy, too crazy. <laughs> well, Don't forget so the Keldian. <laughs> Thank you, Netta. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you having everyone. me. Thank you.